Hey, business owners, this is Rashad Brown with SwipeFast, located in Columbia, South Carolina. We are excited to be partnering with Jesse E. Canty in the How Bad Do You Want It podcast. Since 2017, SwipeFast has been helping business owners like you save up to 99% in their debit and credit card processing fees. So if you process business to business or business to consumer payments, we have solutions that will meet your needs and would love to hear from you. You can reach us at SwipeFast.com forward slash save. That's Swipe, spelled with the Y, or contact us at 1-800-597-0713. Don't forget to let us know that Jesse E. Canty sent you. Have a blessed day. Hey, this is Jesse Canty with another episode of How Bad Do You Want It? This episode goes out to the people who are struggling with silent frustration. I mean, let's be real. You're frustrated and you kind of feel like God is fighting against you. You're at a place where you really want to see change in your life. But again, you feel like God is fighting against you. Well, I got something for you, man. And it's entitled A Blessing and a Lip. Let's go. Yeah, man. Man of wisdom. Man of wisdom. From the pulpit to the podcast. From the pulpit to the podcast. To the podcast. Yeah. Jesse Canty. Welcome, welcome to another episode of How Bad Do You Want It? This is your host, Jesse E. Canty, and this is episode number 97, and it's entitled, A Blessing and a Limp. I'm ready for this one, man. Let's pray. Father, we thank you right now, God. I need you. Help me to be zoned out, Father, and hear you clearly. Have your way, Father. Be glorified in this one, God. Dispatch angels. That's the minute this episode is over. You'll begin to take up ministering unto them, God, in a way that I can never do it. But you have begun to do something great in them from this day forth. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I pray that and I believe that, man. Listen here, man. A blessing and a limp. This is something that God had begun to stir in my spirit. I'm gonna go, I want to go back to Genesis number 32 and read, starting reading around verse number 24, 20, no, 22. And yes, it's talking about the famous passage of scripture where Jacob, because I love Jacob. Anybody that knows me know I am a David man, but I also love Jacob. I can relate a lot to Jacob. I also love Peter. Peter is a hothead, bold person who kind of walked by the beat of his own drum. That's kind of described me a little bit, and at least me in the past. So I'm, I'm excited about Peter. I'm excited about David. And I'm excited about Jacob, even though Jacob have stretched himself to some ways that I didn't have to stretch myself to, but I can understand Jacob's frustration. Now, when we look at this thing, I want to talk to some people. And I got my thing I'm drinking today so I can kind of control this cough. I want to talk to some people who you, this is where your life has really been. You've experienced some rough moments in your life. You know what it's like to try to make it on your own. You know what it's like to try to do everything you can do to make your dreams and your hopes and your aspirations. Or let's break it down a little bit more lower. 
to raise your family, to bring your finances, to try to have a decent life. You've been trying to do it on your own or you look back over your life and you see where you tried to do that. And, you know, you look at it and you see some things that God have blessed you throughout it all. And you may not have the perfect place to stay or you may not have the perfect job. But overall, God has tremendously blessed you. And, you know, I even look back over some of my kids' lives that we're going through right now. There are some things that they are experiencing in life that God is not permitting me to step in and intervene in. Now, let's talk real, parents. You got to understand. I want to. I just said something. I just opened up a can right there. There are some things that you may see within your own children's or your friends that God or the Holy Spirit, we have the same one, will not permit you to step in and intervene on. There must be some things in life that 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 person is left to come or to take to God and God alone without our intervention. Sometimes we gets in the way. The, the, some, there are some trouble. Thank you, Holy Ghost. There are some trouble. There is some discomfort that will come in our lives from time to time. I hear God saying this. There are certain troubles and certain discomforts and certain mishaps that will come in our lives from time to time. That we, that is designed by God to drive us to God. That is designed to separate us from the things that have had most of us. Now, let me see if I can explain that. In other words, if you are intertwined and wrapped in something, whether it's relationship or you in love with a certain thing too much, there is certain things that will come in your life that will come in the form of trouble that is designed by the Holy Spirit to separate you from that. Even the New Testament will allude when it talks about what shall separate us from the love of God. It wouldn't make that statement if it's not something that threatens to separate you permanently dying that way from the love of God. So instead of God, it's almost like a python or something that can wrap itself around us and, 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 and squeeze and constrict us trying to take us out. There are things that the enemy have implanted within our lives from the beginning of our birth all the way out designed to try to be that to take us out of here when we get older that has been designed by the enemy to separate us forever from the love of God. So we'll die lost. Not only will die lost, we'll die frustrated. Not only you'll die frustrated, you'll die confused. You'll always have a deep resentment for God because you don't understand the, the, the clamor in church and the, and, the, and, the, and the praise that goes up before God because you always see is your encounter with God is one that, that either he torments you or he, he, he's working against you. So you see, because the, the, the life that the enemy have, have exposed to you and then blamed it on God, you have built up a silent frustration uh, against God. And you say, I don't understand God. I just go along with music and act like I understand them. But deep in my heart, there are some wounds in me. And, 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 I, and I know not to turn to the world. And I know not to turn uh, 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 to anything else, but I can only turn to God. But I still don't figure, I still, I am still unable to figure out why am I in this pain? 
And I think that's where Jacob come in. If we can briefly look back over Jacob's life to bring it up real quickly where we at now. If you look at Jacob's life, uh, when you go back to it, I'm going to go back and lose some things here. When you go back to alluding over Jacob's life, you'll remember how he was a twin. He had a brother by the name of Esau uh, who was inside of his mother's womb. And even in the womb, listen to what the mother said. The, the word that was spoken over the mother's life is, I believe, uh, a glimpse of what would, what would challenge the babies in their lives. And the thing, especially Jacob, she said this. She said, if I am blessed, have you ever said this to God? People keep saying I'm highly blessed and things. If I am blessed, what 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 are you? What makes you look at me and think that I'm blessed? Well, said, well she's pregnant, so they're speaking blessings of her. She said, if I am blessed, then why am I in this type of pain? There is deep pain with inside of me. There is something that some people are carrying that they should be excited about some things in life, but people don't see what you're carrying or what it takes for you to carry what you have on you. My God, I'm talking to somebody out there. And you left to think, as that mother would say, if I am blessed, and I believe it was Rachel, if I am blessed, then why am I in this type of pain? And the angel began to reveal unto Rachel, this is the problem. You are carrying more than you expect. You are carrying more than you can imagine. There are some people who have been in a silent frustration place where you're saying, I should be excited about life, but I'm not happy because the weight that I'm carrying and I can't even share it with nobody but God. And the Lord sent me on this podcast just to walk down this thing and tell you right off the top, you are carrying greatness within you. Now, with inside of her, because you're carrying greatness, she says, the angel said, two nations are in your womb. This is a great thing. Nations within me. Greatness is within me. A people are within me. But yet, because you have it in you, doesn't mean that still is uh, that still doesn't come with conflict. See, conflict, it's no conflict on this earth. We got wars, we got rumors of wars, we got all the stuff that goes on, but there is no conflict like an inner conflict that nobody can hear. You can't articulate it. I'm talking about a conflict that comes without words, but you can feel it. So in her, she had a conflict within her. You had Jacob struggling and wrestling with Esau. Prophecy was upon those babies. Esau was set and designed to come out first, and Jacob somehow could feel it. Now, Jacob didn't even have his name, didn't know who he was, didn't know nothing about God. But I believe you cannot even know anything about God, but you can sense when destiny is upon you. Jacob, because it's an inner knowing that I was created here for a reason. Jacob could sense that he was created for more than just coming and, and, and being second born and, and living a peaceful, quiet life or being overlooked. 
Jacob knew greatness was within him. And even in the wound, he did not know how to articulate it. He did not know how to articulate it. He didn't know how to deal with it. He did as a baby. He, he struggled within his mother. I believe that Jacob caused more pain in his mother than Esau did. When Esau was born, let me speed it up. When Esau was born, the Bible says something that's profound that even when Esau was born first, that means outside of a womb, you look down at Esau's foot and Jacob had a hold of Esau's foot. The man knew nothing about Judaism. The man knew nothing about protocol. The man knew nothing about the way the blessings go. He didn't know that the blessings go to the first. This is a baby who have never even breathed on his own, but he knew with inside of his spirit that there's a struggle over his life to be first, or there was a struggle over his life, not just to be first, but to be blessed because the, the, the Judaism comes, the law comes this way is that the blessings fall upon the firstborn. So from the womb, who before Jacob knew his name or anything, he had a struggle in him that I know within me, I am created to be blessed. So when he was born, they called him Jacob because he was a heel supplanter. They looked at his actions and named him by his actions. They called him a heel grabber because he grabbed his brother heel. But he knew he didn't know why he grabbed his brother heel. It was an inner drive that was pushing him to know you were sent here from heaven to be blessed by God. But he did not know how to pursue the blessing. So later on in life, we find out real quickly, we find out that Jacob, uh, uh, all of a sudden, Jacob stole his brother. Oh, man, if I had an hour, I could talk on this stuff, man. Revelation and all of it. Help me, Holy Ghost. Jacob stole his brother's uh, stool, pottage. I think King James called it. I'm going to call it stew. Uh, he, he stole his brother's birthright through the stool. His brother came in hungry and he knew if you sell me this pot of stew, he said, if I, if I cook it for you, I'll give it to you, but you got to give me your birthright. There you go again. Jacob knew that all I want to be is blessed by God. I don't know about you, but it's not a bad thing to want to be blessed by God. It's a bad thing when you don't know how to go about it. Even Eve, Eve ate the fruit, trying to receive a blessing, trying to do the right thing. Some of the biggest dope dealers, some of the people who made the dumbest mistakes had the purest intentions of trying to make a prophecy or to walk in their calling and they did not know how to do it. So that's the second issue, another issue going on with Jacob. Later on, we see Jacob, let me speed through the story real quickly. Later on, we see Jacob met his wife. And all of a sudden, when he, well, when he saw his uncle Laban and he wanted to marry Rachel, well, now it runs in the family. Well, you know, before even that go on right there, we got to go back to Jacob uh, who, who manipulated and conned his own father. He stole the birthright from his, from his, from his brother. I mean, you know, from his, his father wound up blessing him and his mother connived with him. Then we see later on, it's Uncle Laban that runs in the family. Laban got him for seven years plus. He worked hard for Rachel, 
his uncle wound up giving him Leah. He didn't figure it out till the morning day, the daylight, and it's revelation behind that too. It is a reason this man could sleep in that tent all night long, and I don't have time to talk about it now, maybe in the future. But it's a reason this man could sleep in that tent all night long and not know he wasn't with Rachel. He was with Leah. But I will give you a hint. I will throw you a lifeline. It goes back to the same thing he did with his father. When his father laid hands on him, thinking he laid hands on Esau, what was his father? His father was blind. His father emptied from his spirit his blessing to that which he thought was Esau, only to realize it was Jacob. Well, now when Jacob emptied himself sexually, uh, uh, emotionally, unto uh, Leah, he, he, it was all night long in the tent. And then in the morning, till he realized, when you can see, he realized it wasn't Rachel, it was Leah. This man got who he wanted, he worked for, for seven years, seven plus years now. Closed his eyes and embraced the moment he came into uh, 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 consumption uh, and embracing his bride that he always saw himself with. He closed his eyes and enjoyed the moment until the breaking of day. It's something about vision. When you see better or when you know better, you're supposed to do better. Well, the break in the day came and in the morning time when the day broke, his eyes was open and he saw who he was really with. And immediately he had to feel the feeling that his father felt when he was told that you did not bless Esau, you blessed Jacob. His father cried. So do you find Laban got around and did it to Jacob because it runs in the family? So after all this drama, then you got Esau, who was mad, who was a cunning, who was a hunter, who was a bad boy, who was going to kill Jacob. And then Jacob knew the minute my dad died, uh, uh, Isaac, Esau going to erupt on me. Jacob had a dark cloud over his head, knowing that everything you did in life is going to come back on you, boy. But Jacob says, like, I got a family. I got all these sons. And that's fast forward. And two, he got 12 sons. And the story of how he got all them, it's like, man, I got two different women with all this stuff going on in my family that he really never was supposed to have. He got tied up in stuff trying to make himself blessed. Women who was going back and forth, dealing with mandrakes and dealing with manipulation, trying to battle each other for blessing. It is amazing how many people are wanting to be blessed in this world, but they don't know how to go about it. Well, Jacob came to himself where he realized I'm sick and tired of trying to move things on my own. And this is where I'm talking to you, believer, where God has driven me to make this podcast early in the morning to tell you that you have to come back to the maker. He says, God is the one that put destiny over you. God is the one that gave you your assignment. You never asked to be here. It was his plan for you to be here. So go to the maker, quit complaining about being here, quit trying to find a way out to get away from here and go back to God, put yourself alone with God. And the Bible said that Jacob separated himself from his two wives. I like to say it this way. 
He separated himself from his two wives and his family. This is the way I say it. He separated himself from the chaos that he created. He was never supposed to have it like that. He separated himself for all his past mess ups. He separated himself because I do not. I've been looking at it and I've been regretful for it every day of my life. Y'all stay here. I'm go, I found a brook called Jabbok. I want to go over to this place and I got to seek God. He went to the brook of Jabbok. The word Jabbok means the emptying place, also the pouring place. He came to a place in God where he wanted to empty his soul. When you are wanting to be blessed by God and you're not happy with, with things the way things have been going in your entire life, you need what we call a come to Jesus moment. And it can happen not only for salvation, it can happen for the people who've been walking with God for years where you can come to God and say, God, I need a change. I need a real encounter with you. I don't know how you're going to do it, but I will not leave Jabbok. I will not leave this place until my soul is empty. I've been carrying around. You gave me destiny and I've been trying to manipulate it. I've been trying to make it come to pass. I've been having all these relationships. I've been trying. I think I heard a song that says, I tried to smoke it away. I tried to put one in the air. I tried to dance it away. There are people who tried to drink it away. People who could not articulate the hand of God or the assignment that's on their life. They didn't know how to bring it to pass. Well, God will bring you to a place if you come back to God and all of a sudden say, God, I need you to show me who I am and who I'm supposed to be. And I refuse to go back to what my, my normal life until I get a change. And real quickly, a couple of time going up, the Bible said that, and I'm paraphrasing, you can go back. Don't just read this one place and say, the Bible never said it was an angel. Do your whole research throughout the scripture. You'll see it relate to it somewhere else. And it basically shows you there left the angel, which we, which we believe to be a Christophany, which is a manifestation of Christ in the Old Testament. This was Christ. We don't believe it was just a regular angel. We believe this was an angel of the Lord that, that was a Christ, which go back to Christ. Christ rest, wrestled with Jacob. Now, let me read this real quickly. He says, he rose up that night. He did that in verse number 24. Jacob was left alone. He wrestled a man with, the, with him until the breaking of the day. Again, do your research. You realize there wasn't a regular man. This was an angel. And when he saw that he prevailed, he talking about the angel. When the angel saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow or the hip bone in Jacob and knocked it out of joint. As he wrestled with him. Now, why would the angel put Jacob in that type of pain when Jacob is struggling to, to, to be changed? Steve Harvey, who I already quote, says something in his book that made much sense. He says, men, and I believe this is true with human, men only respond to pain. Sometime God will test you how to see how bad do you want it and put some pain there and you and when you got pain and you and you are called to wrestle past your pain. 
If you really want to know who you are, you cannot receive it easily. You cannot get the revelation from God easily because anything that comes easily goes easily. God will call if you're going to get God and if you're going to get the blessing from God, you're going to have to wrestle for it. You're going to have to endure some hardness as a good soldier. You Salvation is free, but the anointing costs you something. Jacob went over to an empty place Jabbok and paid the cost to become the boss that wherever God titles his name throughout scripture henceforth he says I'm the God of Abraham I'm the God of Isaac and I'm the God of Jacob in order for you to get that title Jacob you got to pay the cost and you got to wrestle with me till I put some pain upon you and see you still pursue me even though you're pained you're, you're experiencing pain within your heart even though tears are flowing down your eyes even though you don't understand why things are the way they are you're still pursuing me you want me better than your mind understand of, uh, of why you're going through what you're going through you know that I am the maker. You know that there's no other help that comes from heaven, but from me, you keep pursuing me though. Your emotions is disturbed though. Your feelings are chaotic. Go pursue me past your mental understanding. This is how you seek God. And the Bible says when the angel saw that he prevailed not, which means it wasn't that the angel couldn't defeat Jacob. He says he noticed that Jacob refused to give up easily. That is what God wants to see. He wants to see how bad do you want it. I keep saying that. He wants to see how easy you're going to give up. And if you don't give up easily, God got something for you. Listen to what the next thing says. because my time is running out. It says this. He said, let me go for the day breaketh. And he says, he will not let me go except thou bless me. Why did the angel say, let me go for the day breaketh? Was the angel afraid of daylight? No, the angel wasn't worried about daylight. There was no vampire. He's not afraid of no daylight. He knew that just like with this, this womb that you did, you didn't know who, you didn't know why you was grabbing the heel. You didn't know, you know your dad didn't know who, who, uh, who he was blessing because he was blind. You didn't know who you was with with Leo until the, the, the breaking of the day. Your eye, your vision, you really didn't know what you was really doing. Well, you don't know who you wrestling with. And the Bible declares that no man can see God and live. So before, for your sake, I got to leave here before the sun come up or you get ready to mess up another blind blessing. <laughs> My God. There are some things that God got you fired from and you didn't even realize why you got you fired, got you fired from, but he got you fired from it to save your life. I could go on and on, but I don't have time. I don't have time. I don't have time. Listen to this now. He says, so I got to leave here before the breaking of the day. He said, I won't let you go until you bless me. And then he says, well, you have wrestled with God. Now he began the revelation, be explained unto him. And let me go loosely explain this to you. He gave Jacob a name change. He says, now you are no longer a con artist. You are no longer a heel supplanter. You are no longer somebody who's trying to make a blessing come to you. You're no longer somebody who's trying to do 
things, uh, you're doing things the illegal way. Everything up to this point, Jacob did it illegally. He was trying to do the right thing, but the wrong way because he had the inner drive and the inner knowing of that he was created to be blessed. Listen here, God is not mad at you because he got a blessing in store for you. He's not mad at you because you want to be blessed. You are going to walk away with a bless, but you also are going to walk away with a limp. Nobody wants to talk about the limp. The limp is the part that's going to, that's going to, that is the thing that caused you the most pain. It's something about the limp that will, will always remind you that if it had not been for the Lord that was on my side, it's something about the limp that will always remind you that you don't play games with God. It's something about the limp that will always remind remind you that I don't need to go to nobody else. I have found someone who knows who I am able to give me what I've been trying to struggle to give myself. All of the dumb stuff that my mother saw me do. All of the dumb stuff that my family saw me do. It was me trying to get the blessing. But now I have came into a counter. I have came in a uh, uh, in a into relationship with God and he have caused my hip to get out of joint and I'm going forever. Jacob forever walked away on the limp. The limp stayed there not only all his life, but it stayed there and it was the last verse says that the children of Israel, I'm paraphrasing, they deemed it as holy and would not eat from that part of the animal because of Jacob as memorial for Jacob. In other words, it was the limp that was reminded of them of the presence of God. And you, when you look back at it of how bad do you want it? If you want the blessing bad enough, then the limp ought to be worth it. If you want change bad enough, then you going through divorce ought to be worth it. If you want a change and know who you are bad enough, then the firing or the eviction or the cancer you had to go through, whatever it was that brought tears to you, I came to tell you that the limp is worth it. I don't mind limping the rest of my life as long as I'm limping knowing who I am. As long as I'm limping knowing whose I am. As long as I'm limping knowing I ain't got to run from Esau no more. As long as I'm limping knowing I ain't got to sleep with nobody else uh, uh, because you said I got to sleep with you. That's what happened with, with, with Jacob and his wives. He says, well, as long as you limping and you know who you are, you know where you're going, the limp is well worth it. I came to tell you right now that God God says a blessing and a limp is in store for you, but you can't give up now because greater is on the way. I speak life over you, beloved. I speak in, I speak endurance over you. I speak strength over you. I speak blessings over you in the mighty name of Jesus. And now the Holy Spirit is going to begin to come upon you and your life like never before. I speak it. I believe it. I decree it. Now walk in it in Jesus name. Love you. Doing my
Hey, this is Jesse Canton, man. I wanted to just say before you listen to this podcast, thank you for taking the time to download this podcast. Listen, I need your help. If this podcast have ever been a blessing to you, drop me an email. Let me know. Give me some feedback. This podcast is heard in over 59, over 60 countries and over 860 cities. Drop me an email at Jesse Canty, J-E-S-S-E-C-A-N-T-Y podcast at yahoo.com. I want you to let me know how it's been a blessing to you. Maybe you want to donate. If you've been blessed by this thing, you can donate at uh, Jesse E. Canty on Cash App or even Zell me or at least pray for me. Do something to help a brother out. I want to tell you thank you again and I hope this episode bless you.